Welcome to our teaching for today. Please be patient with our computer-generated speech. Today's portion is Noah and is the Hebrew name for Noah. Noah means comfort and is the name of the righteous man that walked with God and saved mankind from the flood. We see messianic figures throughout the Torah and Noah was one of those messianic figures. One righteous man, Noah, saves the world. Yeshua the Messiah also saves the world. Noah's name spelled backwards means grace. Noah found grace, Cain, in the eyes of Jehovah the Hebrew says. The portion of Noah begins by telling us that Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth and that Noah walked with God. I would like to begin today by talking about what motivates us and what direction do we choose in life. When we get in our automobiles we know where we will be going. Sometimes we turn in the wrong direction because we are in the habit of going in the other direction. If we turn the wrong way, we can end up wasting some of our time retracing our direction to get where we want to go. In the same way, because we tend to be a people of habit, in order to go the right direction in life, it may take some repetition and work to correct our wrong behaviors and head in the right direction. Sometimes it may take a while to get rid of the sinful thoughts or behaviors we had previously learned but with determination, we can do what is right. God will also help us if our intentions are pure, and we are determined to live right. 1 Corinthians 10:13 NKJV says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Years ago, I knew some people who had quit doing illegal drugs and they used this scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 to remind them that they had no excuse. I knew of two people who successfully quit doing heroin. If you are trapped in a sin that is difficult to overcome, you can do it with what I call angry determination and God's help. Perhaps you could call it holy anger. Your anger needs to be directed at the sin that has trapped you. Shaul says that people can be trapped by the devil. 2 Timothy 2:26 NKJV says that, they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. Do not stay trapped by the devil and the sin he has trapped you in. We should learn, apply, and correct our behaviors to line up with God's Word in the Bible. We are to diligently keep God's commandments. Deuteronomy 6, 17 NKJV says, you shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, His testimonies, and His statutes. Shaul tells us to be diligent. 2 Timothy 2:15 NKJV says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. The word diligent can mean to make effort according to Strong's Dictionary, so the King James translates the Greek word as study. Be diligent, make the effort to know God's commandments, study. When Shaul says that we should be diligent to be approved before God, this refers to our future time of judgment when we will stand before God for what we have done, whether doing good by keeping God's commandments, or by doing evil and not keeping God's commandments. 2 Corinthians 5:10 NKJV says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body, according to what he has done, whether good or bad. The Greek word used for seat is bima. That is where the Torah is read in synagogues. We will be judged by the Torah. Those who do what is right will receive eternal life. 
Righteous means to do what is right by keeping God's commandments. Those who do not follow God's commandments will go to eternal punishment. Matthew 25:46 NKJV says, These will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Some say we are made right, righteous, by faith alone. That contradicts the Bible. James 2:24 NKJV says, You see then that a man is justified by works, and not by faith only. Those who actually do what is right in God's eyes will be in God's future kingdom for eternity. Deuteronomy 13:18 NKJV says, Keep all His commandments which I command you today, to do what is right in the eyes of the Lord your God. God knows what is best for us so we should keep His commandments for our own good. Deuteronomy 10:13 NKJV says, Keep the commandments of the Lord and His statutes which I command you today for your good. We are to walk or live how God has told us to. We are to hold fast or cling to God's ways. Deuteronomy 13:4 NKJV says, You shall walk after the Lord your God and fear Him, and keep His commandments and obey His voice, you shall serve Him and hold fast to Him. Shaul says in Ephesians 4:1 NKJV, Walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. We have been called to be God's people who walk in God's good ways. Deuteronomy 7 6 NKJKV says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for Himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. We are to be God's people. We are not following God if we are not following His commandments. Some say we are holy without acting holy. How ridiculous! Be headstrong to follow our Creator God. That will keep us going in the right direction. Shaul tells us to be diligent to know God's good commandments. We also need to be determined to follow them. God tells Joshua in Joshua 1:8 NKJV, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Joshua was put in charge of the people of Israel and God's advice to help him was to know and keep God's commandments. We need a desire in our hearts to live the way God tells us and clean up our lives. We do that by applying God's Word and keeping His commandments. We need to put our whole heart into it. Some say God knows my heart, but we are to be a people who seek God's good heart and keep His commandments. Psalms 119 9-11 NKJV says. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you, oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart, that I might not sin against you. People often put God in a lower place in life than many of the other things of life. They seek satisfaction with the other things of life. How do we put God in the proper place in life? We clean up our lives, keep God's commandments with our whole heart, and are determined to keep His commandments and not sin. I have talked to people who make excuses for their behaviors. They are opening the door to failure. When we fail, we get back up determined to walk in His good ways and ask God for forgiveness. Babies do not crawl around their whole lives but are determined to walk. Do not be a baby spiritually. There is a temptation in life to get satisfaction from the things that we are not to do. Why do you think that is? For some, they make excuses like, God knows my heart and they keep right on sinning. Proverbs 3 1 NKJV says, 
Do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. Our heart's desire is to keep God's commands and not live by our own heart and make up excuses. People go after sinful desires, they will accept things they should not by trying to conform, they will compete with others instead of working at doing what is right. Some will not completely change their values to what God says to do. Sin can come from the age-old lie that we want to be gods of our own lives or that we know better than the true God. Also, there is an age-old lie for some that says, there is no God and I know how to do what is right and true instead of following God. People get so deluded that they do not even question the wrong concepts they believe. There is a path in life that leads to destruction. Yeshua said in Matthew 7:13-14 NKJV, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. It is not a wide path like some say. We share these scriptures so that perhaps someone will repent and take their spiritual life seriously the way they should. The Bible says that God does not want anyone to perish, but people can be hard-headed towards God. Shaul says that we should not be deceived in 1 Corinthians 6 9-10 NKJV says, Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Those who live in sin will not be in the future kingdom of God. Shaul said, Do not be deceived. People who believe in God sometimes have doubts but the truths of God's Word, the gift of the holy, and complexity of creation speaks to us and removes doubt. Also, God does not expect us to have blind faith, but will answer some of our prayers to Him. I have been healed supernaturally and also have had prayers answered miraculously. I have also witnessed others receiving healing and miracles from God. If you believe in God, stay faithful and keep praying. Ephesians 6:18 NKJV says, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. We are God's holy ones, His saints, if we live holy lives. Hebrews 12:14 NKJV says, Pursue peace with all people, and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. People often treat life as a mosaic. Namely, each part of their life is segmented instead of the truths of the Bible being in every part of life. It produces an ambivalent life instead of a congruent form of living. We may see our lives as a mix of different things to do but it makes sense that in all we do, we apply God's good commandments. For example, Leviticus 19 18-19 NKJV says, Love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord. You shall keep my statutes. So, we treat others like we want to be treated and keep God's commandments. The context points to keeping God's commandments as a way to love others the right way. How might we apply these verses in Leviticus? How should we treat our spouse and children? With care and concern, with love and kindness, with gentleness and patience, with knowing that there is a God who does the same, and in knowing there is a God who will judge good and evil. These are all virtues and things that are associated with following God, loving others as we love ourselves, and keeping God's commandments.
We apply these things appropriately across all of life and in all we do. I said that treating our life's activities in a segmented way with different values leads to an ambivalent life. What does ambivalent mean? It means to have different values or feelings towards what we do. Obviously, at work we treat others differently than we treat our family, but some things at work can be equally applied. At work we might have an uncaring attitude. Instead, we should have an appropriate attitude towards our job. I have known a number of people who had conflicting and negative attitudes towards their work. Perhaps we should find ways to demonstrate that we care about our work and how we relate to others there. The way we work represents us. We make money by serving others. Doing a good job not only represents who we work for, but it is a way we demonstrate our desire to be good to others. Perhaps we need to reconcile other areas of our life so that we develop a balanced and appropriate way in which to act and think in all that we do. Sometimes we have a mixed bag so to speak about how we approach what we do. How do we relate to other believers? How do we treat our parents? Are we working to supply a good product to others? Why do we compromise our thoughts and actions in different areas of life? Do we trust in God's ways in all of life? Are we undecided about how to live out what the Bible teaches? There are many questions to ask and work out so that our lives are not such a mixed bag of attitudes and actions. Yaakov says in James 1:8 NKJV says, a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. In the context, Yaakov talks about not having doubt about asking God for wisdom. But a person who is not consistent in their behaviors and attitudes is also unstable because their ideas are in conflict depending on where they are or what they are doing. They need to be resolved and disciplined to make the effort to work out these differences. What motivates us and what direction do we choose in life? Are we diligent to do things God's ways? Be committed to follow our Creator God and head in the right direction. Seek God's good heart for us. What is most important to us? Do we place God in a lower place in life than many of the other things of life? Do your best to work out the conflicted ways that you live and have a consistent, appropriate, and a godly approach to life? We also have teachings from previous years for your encouragement. We will now begin our Torah study. Noah means comfort and is the name of the righteous man that walked with God and saved mankind from the flood. We see messianic figures throughout the Torah and Noah was one of those messianic figures. One righteous man, Noah, saves the world, Yeshua the Messiah also saves the world. God's commandments in the Bible have become known throughout the world through Yeshua. Noah's name spelled backwards means grace. Noah found grace, Cain, in the eyes of Jehovah the Hebrew says. The portion of Noah begins by telling us that Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth and Noah walked with God. It is particularly important to understand that Noah was a righteous man. Righteous means to do what is right. It says in the Hebrew he was a Zadik, he was righteous. In my Bible it says Noah was just. That carries a slightly different idea. Even Jewish Bibles use the word righteous. Genesis 6-9 CJB says, Noah was a man righteous and wholehearted. Noach walked with God. Doing what is right. Again, righteous means to do what is right and Deuteronomy 6:18 says that God's commandments are right and good. The fact that Noah was righteous means he kept God's commandments. 
Other ancient writings tell us that Noah taught God's commandments. We see that there is an obvious correlation between being righteous and keeping God's commandments. Noah did what was right and the only way to do that was to follow God's commandments. Some say that mankind in the time of Noah did not know much about God and there was an evolution in understanding about God. We know that is not true because Adam and Eve were in communication with God in the beginning. They were perfect at first. We see Cain and Abel making sacrifices and Noah also communicated with God. He walked with God. Also, God told him to build an ark. The world had become corrupt, but Noah was righteous and did what was right. There is a distinction between what is right and wrong that the original believers understood. The Bible says that Abraham kept the Torah which are the laws contained in the first five books of the Bible. Genesis 26 5 NKJV says, Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. This seems to be an emphatic statement. Abraham kept God's charge, commandments, statutes, and laws. The word for laws in this verse is the Hebrew word Torah. So, the whole evolution of relationship with God is made up. Early believers passed on their beliefs in the one true God and passed down His commandments. The reason for the giving of God's commandments at Mount Sinai was to write down God's commandments so mankind would have them in perpetuity. It was not only for the purpose of helping Israel. The reason for the gift of the Holy Spirit from the Messiah is to give us another helper, the first were God's written commandments at Mount Sinai. John 14 15-17 NKJV says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever the Spirit of truth. God intended for the Gentiles to also be believers. Isaiah 56 6-7 says, And the foreigners who join themselves to Adonai to serve Him, to love the name of Adonai, and to be His workers, all who keep Shabbat and do not profane it, and hold fast to my covenant, I will bring them to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer, their burnt offerings and sacrifices will be accepted on my altar, for my house will be called a house of prayer for all peoples. The believing Gentiles were to be fully accepted in the household of believers and believing Israel. Gentiles who believed in the Messiah Yeshua joined with the Jews according to Ephesians 2 19 NKJV, Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. As believers in the Messiah Yeshua, they were no longer foreigners to what? They were no longer foreigners to the believers of Israel, and they were to learn and do what is right. Talking about the Gentiles in Acts 15:21 NKJV, for Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. The Gentiles are to learn and keep the Torah. The Nephilim. God saw that the earth was corrupt, Timal lay, and filled with violence, Hamas. Notice that the word for violence is the word for the current leadership in the Gaza Strip. We see that mankind is not inherently good. Cain kills his brother and then the earth is filled with violence. Adam and Eve knew how to live right yet Cain turned out to be bad. Even righteous Noah had a son who was not good, his son Ham. Isaac's son Esau was also evil. We need to keep the commandments of our good God in order to be good. God's commandments are right and good, see Deuteronomy 6 17-18.
Perhaps some of the evil of that time had to do with the Nephilim who were large creatures who also lived on the earth at that time. The Hebrew says the Nephilim appeared on the earth in Genesis 6-4. There are different opinions on who the Nephilim are and that includes fallen angels who took human form or aliens that God did not want on earth. Some think they are still around. God told Noah that he was about to destroy the earth and would save him and his sons and their wives, and Noah was to build an ark. Noah was to bring two of every animal into the ark along with food and seven pairs of clean animals and birds, and God brought the animals to Noah. Some think this sounds like a fairy tale but since God is the Creator, He can do this. Noah was 600 years old when the earth flooded. Water came up from the ground and down from the sky and the Bible says that God shut the ark Himself. It rained for 40 days so that even the mountains were covered. Everything under the water died and the ark was afloat for 150 days and then the water subsided. The ark came to rest on the 17th day of the 7th month, Tishri, on one of mountains in the Ararat range. Notice it is not on Mr. Ararat, but on one of the mountains in that range. Noah sent out birds to see if the water had subsided and by the first day of the first month, Nisan, the earth had dried up and Noah and all that was in the ark departed on the twenty-eighth day of the second month, the month of Iyar, near Shavuot, Pentecost. Turkey has a Noah's Ark Visitor Center. When we read the text in the Torah, specific times and dates are given. Since we see specific details like this, it would lead us to conclude that this was no fairy tale. They say that Noah's Ark has been discovered in Turkey. Turkey actually has a visitor's center at the location of the ruins of Noah's Ark in the Ararat range of mountains. For science I suppose it is just the ruins of a petrified boat of the size described in the Bible that rests at about 7,000 feet in the Ararat range of mountains. Think about it, petrified remains of a boat at an elevation of 7,000 feet. I should note that science often tries to discredit biblical findings and that is probably why this is not widely known. God must have wanted Noah's Ark to be found and He put it on Ron Wyatt's heart to go look for it. He was an amateur archaeologist. After he found it, there was not that much of it exposed so he came back to the United States and began praying for God to expose more of it. There was an earthquake in that region, and he then planned another trip back and found quite a bit more of the Ark exposed. Numerous studies have been made since its discovery and the site has been authenticated. Yeshua said in Luke 19:40, but he answered them, I tell you that if they keep quiet, the stones will shout. It is ironic that man has ignored God, yet even the petrified rocks of Noah's ark shout out from the earth exclaiming that God and His Word is true. You can see a video about Noah's ark at, https colon slash slash www. YouTube. com slash watch. V equals Iotxraquan equals 205s. It seems the world is covering up the ancient discoveries of the Bible, so they do not have to repent and worship the true God. Unbelieving science has dug in their heels and will not tell the truth because they would have to admit they were wrong. There is nothing wrong with accepting truth. They are not being humble but are too proud to admit their mistakes and some of their made-up science. When I worked in research, I would not have succeeded if I was not willing to figure out the right approach I needed to take. God can give us a purpose. This portion should make us think about how God wants to use us, to give us a specific purpose.
God told Noah to build an ark, and God gave him the drive to complete the task. So, whatever God gives you to do, be faithful and keep at it. Remember, we do not have to try to do everything, just do the things God is leading you to do. Noah walked with God and did what was right. He was righteous because he did what was right and kept God's commandments and then built the ark he was told by God to build. What are some of the ways we can accomplish walking with God? Agree every day to keep His commandments forever, keeping God's commandments is one way to walk with God. Also, we are to walk with God through the Holy Spirit which is given to help believers in the Messiah Yeshua. God expects us to do what He already gave us in His Word. God says we should hate what God hates. We love others but hate sin. If we think anything wrong in our minds, immediately correct our thinking. Be thankful to God. Praise God. Live in God's presence, He sees us and is with us. Learn to discern between God's voice and the voice of the world. Also, watch out for the temptations from the devil. After Noah disembarked from the ark. After Noah departed from the ark, Noah made a sacrifice to God near Shavuot or probably on Shavuot and God said He would not flood the whole earth again. The rainbow would be a sign of that. Three major events in history happened on Shavuot. Noah gave, thanks on Shavuot for God saving him, the Mount Sinai law was given on Shavuot, and the Holy Spirit was given on Shavuot. All these events have to do with God rescuing mankind. He gave Noah grace and saved mankind. God gave Israel grace by freeing them from Egypt and giving mankind His written commandments, and God gave us grace through the Messiah Yeshua. The Messiah openly revealed the works of the devil and gave believers in the Messiah the Holy Spirit as another helper, see Genesis 3:15, Isaiah 14:12, Acts 26:18, Acts 2:38-39, 2 Corinthians 4:4, 4, 4, 2 Corinthians 11:3. Ephesians 6 11-12. The Bible says there is a devil. Also, God gave Adam and Eve grace and the promise of a Messiah to come. God has been giving mankind grace since the inception of time. The portion continues, all plant life and animals could be food for man, but they were not to eat the blood of animals. God would hold those accountable who murder someone intentionally. Life is precious because God made man in His image. God prescribes the death penalty for murder to keep murder from occurring, see Numbers 3530-36. Therefore, those who oppose capital punishment are causing murder. People will protest the death of a murderer, but would these same people stand up for the person murdered or for the pain of those suffering because of the murder? It says that Noah walked with God and so we see man communicating and hearing from God. God created man in His image. So it appears man was created to be in fellowship with God from the beginning. Ham saw Noah naked after Noah had too much to drink and so Noah cursed Ham's son, Canaan, because of that. We see God covering Adam and Eve so covering oneself is a commandment of God and not looking on others' nakedness is a commandment of God. Perhaps it reflects on the dignity of a person or of giving others respect. Ham's brothers covered Noah to give Noah back his dignity. Why didn't Ham do the same? We are not sure if the account means more than that. Also, drinking too much alcohol can cause inappropriate behavior. 
What happened to Noah is a lesson for us. Perhaps this is the reason that Jews have a lower rate of alcohol abuse. Noah lived to be 950 years old, and then the genealogies of Noah's descendants are given. They all spoke one language at that time. In this portion, Nimrod is building a tower to make a name for themselves, but God made them to speak other languages so that they could not understand each other and complete the Tower of Babel. Perhaps this reflects on the sin that can be present in cities. There are good and bad things in cities. There is more opportunity for evil, but also for good. The text perhaps suggests they were making themselves into God by making a name for themselves. It is interesting to note that many people want to be famous and use that as a motivation for their lives. Perhaps one of the reasons that language was confounded was because there was no agreed-upon linguistic pronunciation. The writing of the Hebrew Bible gave people a source for writing and speaking the Hebrew language. We do not know how pagan thought developed but it appears that it became a mix of the original message of God and of personal opinion or ideas. Societies then carried over some original concepts, but reinterpreted life and gods in their own way. God's commandments are different than pagan practices. For example, an eye for eye put limitations on reparation and called for equal retribution. In pagan societies, this was not true. More genealogy is given, and the portion ends with Terek the father of Abraham leaving Yor with Abraham and Abraham's wife Sarah and the cousin of Abraham, Lot. They end up living in Haran and Terek dies in Haran. In the next portion Abraham goes on to the land of Canaan. In other writings like the books of Jasher, Josephus, and Jubilees, we see that Abraham becomes a believer probably because he lived with the family of Noah for a while. Nimrod is the king of the area around Yor, and he became a terrible and selfish person who did not follow God's commandments. He is building a tower to go into the heavens to fight with God according to other ancient writings. For that reason, Shem, the son of Noah, probably leaves the area and carries on teaching the people about the true God in Salem. Shem calls God, El Elyon which means God Most High. The city of Salem later became Jerusalem. Shem is also called Melchizedek which means the righteous king or my righteous king and he leads a school of prophets there in Salem. Perhaps Yeshua is compared to Melchizedek in the book of Hebrews because Melchizedek lived a long time both from before the flood and after the flood and is also known as a righteous man. Yeshua existed before creation, see John 8:58 and John 17:5, and came the first time to help mankind. He will come again toward the end of time to reign as our good righteous king, see Acts 2:30, Isaiah 9:6, Revelation 17:16 and 1 Thessalonians 4 13-18. Shem is already in the area when Abraham arrives. Abraham leaves the area he is from because Nimrod becomes antagonistic towards him. Hebrew is the original language. Because Shem was one of the sons of Noah, he spoke the original language of the world before the language was confounded at the Tower of Babel. Shem brought the original language with him to the area of Salem, to what is now Jerusalem. Since Abraham lived with the family of Noah for a period of time, he also spoke the original language. Hebrew was then passed on to the Israelites through Abraham. It should be noted that we now know that the Phoenicians got their alphabet from the ancient Hebrew alphabet. So, the English alphabet came from the Hebrew alphabet and not the Phoenicians.
they have found ancient Hebrew from when Israel entered Canaan. Therefore, the Phoenicians adapted their alphabet from the Hebrew alphabet. The Haftar Ra In the Haftar Ra for today it says that God will never forget Israel. We need to remember that, and it is not true that God is done with Israel. This scripture in Isaiah refers to Israel. Isaiah 54 9-10 NKJV says For this is like the waters of Noah to me, for as I have sworn that the waters of Noah would no longer cover the earth, so have I sworn that I would not be angry with you, nor rebuke you. For the mountains shall depart and the hills be removed, but my kindness shall not depart from you, nor shall my covenant of peace be removed. In Isaiah 53, it talks about Yeshua our Messiah coming and giving Himself for our sins. Since we believe that, we should also take seriously God's promises to Israel. We want to be honest with our interpretation of the Bible. It clearly says that God is not done with Israel. Why did God have Noah build an ark? Perhaps it was a test or perhaps it was a witness to that generation. Perhaps Noah was the only one who would listen. Noah taught about the true God, and it appears that most of the rest of the world was practicing their own belief systems and living evil lives. Perhaps Noah's family was unified in believing in the true God, so God chose them to save mankind. At the very least, the flood must have been a terrifying experience and it was only their trust in God that got them through the flood. God gave us a rainbow so that we would remember what God did. Noah drank too much once, but we should understand that he knew it was a mistake. His sons were careful to cover him, so we see a sense of decency in their action. Just like God made clothes for Adam and Eve, their actions suggest they understood they were not to expose themselves. Noah kept the law. Often, the laws given before Noah are called the Noahide laws, but the ancient writings say that Noah gave them God's laws. The laws we got from the time of Adam and from Noah were probably not just the few laws that are mentioned as some believe. In the Torah it says that we are to love God and our neighbor, but that is not the only laws in the Torah. Short lists are often given as an example or summary in the Bible, and in this case the laws we know of are not the only laws they had. Giving all the laws could be tedious and it should be understood that there were more laws than the Noahide laws which we see in the Bible before Noah. The fact that the Bible tells us that Abraham kept the Torah should be proof enough, see Genesis 26 5. Also, Enoch was said to rule by the wisdom he knew, and we know that God's commandments give us wisdom, see Deuteronomy 4 6. Even Joseph seems to know the laws of the true God. God is very specific in the Bible about the laws we are to keep so saying that they did not know God's laws when in fact we know it says Noah was a Zadik, righteous, is to say it did not matter what they did. Also, us saying it does not matter what we do is a lie. Revelation 21 8 NKJV says, But the cowardly, unbelieving, abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. Conclusion Noah did what was right and saved the world. We too can bring blessings to the world by living right. Like Noah, we need to be faithful to keep God's commandments. We should stand strong and work hard at doing what is right. 
Last week we read in the portion Bereshit about the trickery of the devil and how the devil negated God's word so that Adam and Eve sinned. In order to do what is right, we need to resist wrongdoing and the trickery of the devil. We are to resist the devil and draw near to God. The first leader of the church says in James. 4-7-8 NKJV, Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Take care of the matters of life and our spiritual lives. Stay on track spiritually, God should be an important part of our lives. Hang on to spiritual truth and live for God. Noah's Ark has been discovered, but more important than that, is for each of us to discover the mighty God of the universe and our Messiah Yeshua. Commandments, Implied Commandments, Permissions, and Other Concepts We can also understand commandments are being implied from other scriptures in the Bible. There are other possible concepts than what is shared here. Noah was a Zadik who kept God's commandments and was led by God just like other believers of his time. We should do the same. Being righteous means to do what is right and keep God's commandments. Genesis 6-9, Genesis 26-5, and Deuteronomy 6-17-18. We should listen to God's leading. In the Messianic age, we are to believe on the Messiah Yeshua who will then give us the Holy Spirit to help us to follow the Torah and the Holy Spirit also helps us in many other ways. Yeshua the Messiah is God, see Jeremiah 23 5-6 and He gave us the Torah. Genesis 6 11 and John 14 15 15-17. John 14 15-17 NKJV says, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another Helper, that He may abide with you forever, the Spirit of Truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you we may eat edible kosher animals and plants. Noah understood kosher law because he knew which animals were clean. Genesis 7 2 and 9-2-3. Marriage between a man and woman and having a family is commanded again. In our present day, not everyone has the opportunity to marry and not everyone can have children, but that is something we are to seek. Genesis 9 1. We are not to drink blood. Genesis 9 4. We are not to commit murder and the Bible teaches that there is to be a death penalty for murder, for those intentionally killing someone. Genesis 9 5-6, and Numbers 35 30-34. We are to remember that the rainbow is a symbol of God's mercy and that He will not destroy the world by flood again. Genesis 9:13. We are to cover our flesh. God covered Adam and Eve's flesh and Noah's sons covered Noah. Genesis 9:23. We are not God. Shem worshipped El Elyon, God Most High, and this suggests that they were wrong for trying to make themselves into God by trying to make a name for themselves and building a high tower, the Tower of Babel. Genesis 11:4. In closing, let us say the ironic blessing from Numbers 6:24 to 26. Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up His face upon you, and give to you peace. Amen. Thank you for being with us today.